Welcome back to another episode of the Pit Press Podcast. My name is Ryan Tamori. We've got UNM head football coach Danny Gonzalez on today. We love when he joins us. UNM opens up Mountain West Conference play. Let me collect my thoughts. UNM opens up Mountain West Conference play. They head to Laramie, Wyoming to take on the Wyoming Cowboys. Keith or Sutherland, Woody Harrelson, the Cowboy way. <laughs> I think that was filmed here. Oh, no, it's about two Cowboys from New Mexico. Anyway, we want to thank those that make this show possible. It's our sponsors. We've got a new one. Are you looking for a place to watch Lobo games when they are on the road? Come by Turquoise Desert Tap Room, only a few minutes away from Santa Ana Star Casino. Catch the Lobos, other college football games, and all the NFL action with NFL Sunday Ticket. Stop by for food, drinks, and football. Turquoise Desert Tap Room also serves local brews on tap. Find them on Facebook. Find them on Instagram at Turquoise Desert Tap Room. Are you ready to discover the ultimate fitness experience in Albuquerque? Look no further than Absolute Fitness ABQ, your one-stop destination for reaching your fitness goals. And here are some exciting news. Absolute Fitness is proud to be the exclusive first-form retailer in New Mexico. Absolute Fitness is where your fitness journey begins. Visit their website at www.absolutefitnessabq.com or give them a call at 505-373-6500 to learn more and sign up for a membership. Remember, as the exclusive first-form retailer in New Mexico, they are here to help you take your fitness to the next level. Are you in need of healthcare consulting services? Look no further. Davis Healthcare Navigation can assist with contracting, credentialing, re-credentialing, and rate negotiations. If you or your loved one is struggling to navigate the healthcare system, Davis Healthcare Navigation is here to help. Contact Stacy by visiting her website at davishealthcarenavigation.com. And finally, Abrazo Homes. They are Lobo-owned and Lobo-operated and a proud supporter of the University of New Mexico Athletic Department and its student-athletes. Join the movement and help Abrazo Homes build momentum by contributing to 505 Sports Venture Foundation or the UNM Lobo Club. When you buy an Abrazo home, you become a part of the Abrazo Familia. Are you looking to build the perfect home in New Mexico? Find them at abrazohomes.com. Now to UNM head football coach Danny Gonzalez. Reaction with him with their win over UMass and looking ahead to Wyoming. The Get a chance to see Ehrlicher, the linebacker, who they say has the potential to be the best defensive player they've ever had in New Mexico. Looking down the middle, going into coverage, and it's picked off by New Mexico. The no, 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 but Christian Washington says yes, yes, yes. Christian Washington. I don't need to take a knee. I want six. Touchdown, New Mexico. And Kendrick back through the air where he struggled. That time, right on the money. Jordan Porter. How about that for New Mexico? Where's that been all night? Jordan, 81 yards on the ground today, takes the final knee, 
I saw Richard McCorley, our player of the game, take quite the backflip in the air. And for New Mexico, their second bowl win since the early 60s. And Bob Davey thrown up on the shoulders of the Lobos after a 23-20 win for New Mexico. Welcome back to another episode of the Pit Press Podcast. My name is Ryan Tamori. And as always, I'm joined by the voice of the Western New Mexico Mustangs and a Lobo fan since 1970, Mr. Ed Nunez. Ed, how are you doing? Great, Ryan. Great to have Coach Gonzalez on again. All right. Our next guest, obviously, is the head coach of the UNM football team. The Lobos are coming off an overtime win in Amherst, Massachusetts, where they beat UMass 34-31. It's the first overtime win in his career and the program's first since 1990. Wow, where am I going with this? 2013. UNM opens conference play this Saturday. If I could talk today, this Saturday, Mountain West conference play, this Saturday in Laramie against the University of Wyoming. You can catch the game on the Mountain West Network, and obviously you can listen to the game on the Lobo Radio Network. Rob Portnoy on the call and legendary Lobo running back Dontrell Moore uh, is the color analyst. His name is Danny Gonzalez. Coach, as always, thank you for joining us. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. I appreciate you guys having me on. Wasn't a pretty win. You've said that, but a win nonetheless. What is the team's state of mind heading into Wyoming? Confident. I mean, we, we won a game that the history of this program says you're going to lose. Uh, we didn't play good in the fourth quarter. <laughs> Excuse me. Didn't play. Bless didn't, you. Didn't play great in the second half, uh, but – we found a way to, find, to come out on top, and I thought our kids showed us some resiliency, which is a positive. Uh, I think we're getting better every week. Obviously, we have to eliminate the big plays. We're still giving up way too many big plays in the passing game. Uh, and then Saturday, we didn't finish drives in the second half. I mean, we scored four out of five possessions in the first half touchdowns. Uh, we didn't score it all in the second half. I mean, they made an adjustment on defense, but it wasn't an adjustment that stoned us. We we missed some all. We missed some cuts at the running back position. But we found a way to win in a game that traditionally we don't, which is a great positive move forward for our program. You know, Coach, we saw Ja'Cory Krosky Merritt, a great jump cut in the first half. You know, I was watching with Ryan, and he had some very, very nice runs in the first half. You mentioned he's a little dinged up. Bill, as you call him, what's his status for this weekend's game against Wyoming? He should be full goal Saturday. Uh, we we used him Saturday sparingly, um, opportunities early, and then when we got into overtime, he's got the right kind of attitude. I mean, when when we uh, when we went out for the coin flip, uh, I talked to Dylan, who's our speaking captain, and told him, you know, go out there, win the coin toss, we'll get to call it, and we'll go on defense first. And Dylan's confidence—I mean, he just looked me in the eye and said, "Coach, you stop him, we're going to win the football game." And I said, "Well, we'll get a stop. Let's see what happens." We held him to a field goal, and Dylan made that happen. Bill. In the overtime, he was just adamant to coach. Uh, he didn't play a whole lot in the second half. We used him in the first half. Sherrod White was running the ball in the second half. Uh, he was running with some aggression and, and making some good plays. But Bill said, give me the football. And between the two of them, they were determined to get that thing in the end zone, and they made it happen. So that's the right attitude to have, and I think it spread amongst our, our team on our sideline. He's a tough He's a tough player. And, you know, I think uh, when players see that, a guy that's injured and dinged up, Give me the ball. That's got to uh, boost spirits up on the sideline. I would think. I've, you know, you you would uh, you'd be better uh, uh, suited to tell us. But I'm sure that had the spirits of the team. And then he scores the uh, winning touchdown. 
You know, Coach, you mentioned the secondary giving up plays. Um, safety Christian Ellis, he had, a, he had a tough series, you know, that last pass. And sometimes guys get shell-shocked uh, in the secondary by giving up those kind of plays. Um, you know, he had a chance to make a play. It didn't happen. How do you think he'll, he'll bounce back this week? Um, he's a he's a confident young man. It's really too bad because there was two plays that Christian Ellis didn't make that had some output on the game. Obviously, the last one, the touchdown, he's got a great beat on it as a free safety. When that ball went in the air, uh, I thought right then and there, I'm like, great, we're going to win this game. He's going to intercept it. And he misjudged it. He tried to catch it with his hands underneath, and it went right in front of him. And Anthony Simpson caught it and scalvanded for the 65-yard touchdown. Um, he made a play on fourth and three in the first half that gave us an opportunity to go up by 28. He made a bunch of plays on the day. He's a confident young man. That one, I mean, you can ruin some players in those situations. I don't see that with Christian Ellis. He's had a good week of practice. He'll continue to get better every week. And if that opportunity pops up again, I have all the confidence in the world he's going to make that play. And those guys were told this week, I mean, there's there's opportunities to make plays. You guys are there. You're not getting out-athleted. You're, not, you're just not making plays. And eventually, you either make plays or somebody else gets the opportunity to make those plays. So, those guys have, have worked hard. They'll continue to progress. I've been in this situation before as a, as a safeties coach, and it's show up every day, and how can you get them better? And we've done some things that we think will help. We'll find out Saturday what progress we've made between now and last week. You know, Coach, we had talked about the uh, passing game. You mentioned the playmakers. Uh, you know, you, you mentioned Jeremiah Hickson, uh, Luke Wysong, Andrew Erickson. You did. The passing game, uh, the passing game did break loose for some – uh, explosive chunk plays in the first half had me and Ryan clapping, getting out of our seats. Uh, bogged down, you mentioned they changed coverages, bogged down a little bit in the second half. Uh, do you think going forward, though, it gives Dylan Hopkins and the offense some confidence in that passing game that they can make those plays? Oh, absolutely. I mean, Dylan in four games has thrown for more yards than any quarterback uh, since 2008, which is insane. Uh, He's got, a, he's got an opportunity to break all kinds of records if we can keep him healthy. And I think the guys up front are the reason that we've had success. Uh, Caleb Medford is is coming into his own, the TCU transfer. He had a great game Saturday. I mean, when you've got a kid that's six foot three that can jump out of the building and you can throw it up to him in the back of the end zone, and then I don't think you've even come close to seeing anything of what DJ Washington can do. Um, he's going to have a breakout game in, in one of these next few and then Jeremiah Hickson, I mean, he's electric. Luke's electric. I mean, we have a bunch of weapons on offense that we haven't had around here. Uh, I think those guys have all the confidence in the world to continue getting better every week, uh, scoring more points, and, and keeping us competitive in all these Mountain West Conference games. I had the uh, pleasure of finally meeting Craig Bull at Mountain West Conference Media Days and a majority of the, the coaches. And I thought he was awesome to talk to. I mean, he's a little bit of old school mentality. You mentioned you had a relationship I know at the press conference uh, yesterday, but for our listeners, can you elaborate on that re relationship with Wyoming head coach Craig Ball? So we've been in this league together for a long time. I met Coach Ball when I was at San Diego State, and we competed against them in 2015 and 2016. Uh, in 2016, we played them back-to-back -back or uh, three-week, two times in a three-week period, one of them being for the 2016 Mount West Conference Championship game. And so I developed a relationship through coaching, and then – Coach Bowl has been high up on the AFCA board. He's been on a bunch of committees. Uh, he's been on the board of trustees for a long time. And he called and asked if I would take his position from the Mountain West Conference on 
on that committee on the AFCA Division One Board of Trustees. And so uh, when someone like that asks you to do something, you don't have a choice. The answer is yes. Uh, yes, sir. And Craig Bull has been a mentor of mine. Uh, he's called, I mean, he called in, in 2020, my first year being the head coach, when we started out 0-5 after the Utah State game. Uh, I got on there as, you know, we're a terrible football team. I mean, it, we, we obviously haven't coached them good enough. I haven't played good enough. And the week before we played them, he called and said, uh, hey, I'm just calling to check on you, man. I mean, I know what this profession can do to you. I know we play each other this week, but uh, this is different than that. Just wanted to check in on you. I mean, it's obviously first time being a head coach. Uh, stay the course. Things are going to get better. I mean, all those things. And and then we got uh, fortunate enough to beat them that week. Uh, we have phone conversations throughout the summer. I mean, he's been a really good mentor of mine. We have a, a very similar philosophy on how you want to build a program, how you want to compete. Be good on defense, run the ball, take care of the ball on offense, don't turn it over. Uh, be physical up front on both sides of the ball. Schematically, we're significantly different. I mean, we're not a gap control. He is. They do a great job. Uh, he's done a great job with that program. Uh, and I think the world of Coach Bolt. Now, I want to whoop his tail on Saturday just like he wants to whoop mine, but he will. he's somebody that I can call for advice on whether it's coaching, whether it's life. I mean, he's just a great human being and he's one of the greats for our profession for a long time. Wyoming linebacker, uh, Easton Gibbs was voted mountain West conference pre preseason defense player of the year. He's off to a good start with, uh, 35 tackles in four games this season. What kind of player is he and how hard is he to prepare for? Well, he's not gonna let you run the ball at the middle now. Like all, like Tavian Combs on our team, uh, Dylan Hopkins, um, the guys in front of you at the line of scrimmage, if they're good, you have a chance to be really good. And Godbout, Bertinoli, the two inside, the three technique in the nose, uh, 96 and 94, if you're watching tape, they do a great job for Easton, who's 28, to be able to feel the alley on A-gaps, and he can run sideline to sideline. He's aggressive. And the great thing about Wyoming and what Coach Bull's done, and especially de defensively, they are so well coached in where they're supposed to be. Uh, Easton makes a lot of plays because he's always in the right spot. Now, those guys do a great job in front of him, which allows him to scrape over the top, and, and their statistics may not be as good as his. But he's a smart football player, and he knows that he makes a bunch of those plays because of those guys. Now, it doesn't matter what those guys do if you're not good enough, and he's good enough. And – He's off to a great start. Uh, those those uh, preseason honors are well deserved, um, but that's I mean he's downhill. He's a gap to a gap, and he can run sideline to sideline. Wyoming has I, I forgot that I didn't write the guy's name down from last year. He was a really good running back, but they've I think traditionally they've always had some really good running backs. Harrison Whaley, I hope I pronounced that right. Uh, he had 17 carries for 156 yards and a touchdown against Appalachian State uh, this past Saturday. Uh, does their running game for you, for somebody that's defensive minded, does their running game present an even bigger challenge for you? Uh, every year, I mean, they're uh, they're well coached up front. They're big. Uh, their offensive linemen. I mean, they're six seven, six five on the tackles, six five at one guard, six two at center, six three. Uh, all well over three hundred pounds, but they're uh, they're aggressive. They're physical. They can move in space. Um, the the fastest point on a straight line is, I mean, to the goal line is straight downhill. And the object is to make him run sideways. I mean, the one against Texas that he popped, the one against App State that he popped, uh, he's coming downhill. Nobody makes him make a cut. And he's fast. I mean, they clocked him at 23 miles an hour in the open field. So, obviously, if you let him get going, 
you're going to have a hard time catching him. So we've got to take away his opportunities by making him run sideways. And and um, it's going to be a physical game on both sides of the ball. And I love that. I mean, that's what this football game is about. It's about being a, a physical, mean game. And you've got two teams that have a very similar philosophy. They're going to try and beat each other up. Um, I, I'm excited for Saturday. Andrew Peasley is a veteran quarterback. He's got a lot of talent. Kind of the same question. Try not to be lazy here, but how 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 hard is he to defend, and what are you looking out to make him have some discomfort? Well, obviously, this year, on top of the big plays, we've had uh, some quarterbacks scramble out of the pocket on pass rush on us, and he did that in 2020 when he was the quarterback at Utah State. He had a 62-yard touchdown against us um, on a blitz where he was able to break a tackle and then scalavan around and get in the end zone that separated that game. Um He's been really good for their program. Uh, he didn't start against Texas, uh, has played well in the fourth quarter last week against App State. Now they blocked a field goal to to come from behind, and then they made a great play on defense to get an interception. But Andrew has been the backbone of their team for the last two years. Uh, he's experienced. Like I said, he's played at Utah State and Wyoming in our league. And so we have our challenge cut out for us. <laughs> you know, you mentioned uh, that 99% of the time a, a game like UMass – uh, you know, in the past, ended in a low bowl loss, but not on Saturday. Can a win against a, a, a UMass change the course of a program? You know, you you mentioned your goals and where you want to get to. Can a win against UMass change the course? It can. I mean, it can change your confidence. I mean, if, if we lose that game, uh, trying to pick those guys up and, and everything that we've built into this program and everything, uh, it has a great impact mentally. I mean, you have to be mentally tough to get through those situations and do those things. So I think it's uh, – uh, one for confidence and two winning a game like that. I mean, if we win 35, 17, if we put the ball in the end zone in the second half, um, I mean, probably have more hair on the top of my head. It's probably not as white, but winning that game the way we did was really good for our football team and the confidence. And I mean, you had everything go against you in the fourth quarter by your own means. Cause we didn't make plays and to have the resiliency to come back with the confidence of the guys on our sideline to go out there and get a stop on defense, hold them to a field goal attempt because we had played, good short yardage defense earlier in the game, and then going out there on offense and, and putting the ball in the end zone. Uh, I mean, it, for your psyche, it's, it's really good. Uh, building this program and learning how to win, it, Dylan Hopkins knows how to win. I mean, he beat BYU when they were 10-2 and 2 and 21 and in a rainstorm that was going sideways. Dylan didn't bat an eye, and, and that confidence on our sideline, uh, it really started to grow during the overtime. Now, we got to make more plays in key opportune times. Now UMass is, is, and I know everybody's talking about, well, they're, they're terrible after they're one 11. Don Brown's done a great job in a short time. That's a good looking football team. I mean, they have some good looking players. Obviously they went down to Las Cruces and, and played really well in the first game of the season. Uh, they've got a tough schedule coming down because they're not in a conference, but Don Brown's a good coach. And, and that was a good win for our program. Uh, it's only the second time in the history of our program that we've gone to the East coast and come away with the win. The last time being in 1961, so, I mean, there's all kinds of doors that we're knocking down, and we just need to keep knocking them down. And a win being uh, the most important thing that came out of that, and I've got to make a comment before I ask you my next question. I think Dylan Hopkins, when you see him in interviews, uh, has that leadership, that that it factor. Uh, and so you mentioned the uh, the, the rainstorm uh, sideways that he beat BYU. He's been through, you know, he's been through some battles. So I think, you know, having him at the helm has to uh, change the, the you know, the, the, uh, the narrative from, uh, you know, the quarterback's, then maybe we didn't have in the past as far as leadership goes. He's won 19 starts. You mentioned that. Coach, now I've got to ask you this. Uh, you know, it's been over a week 
since you made the uh, guarantee about a bowl game. And I, I got to tell you, when I was I was in West, I was at Silver City in Silver City when I heard that. And I'm not going to lie, I probably came out of my seat like like what? You know, it, it surprised me. I'm not going to lie, it did. But um, it's been a week since you made that guarantee about New Mexico going to a bowl game. Are you still as optimistic as you were over a week ago that New Mexico will end up in a bowl game? I am. Uh, I have a great belief in our football team. I mean, obviously, the expectation of this program and the number one goal is to win the Mountain West Conference Championship going into every season. That's uh, that's what has stated from the top, getting into a bowl game, being competitive in our league. Uh, I like our football team. I like the trajectory of our football program and, and where we're going. Obviously, two weeks ago, things didn't go the way we wanted them. We didn't make enough plays in key opportune times, and we enabled New Mexico State to do that. Give them credit. They made those plays. Uh I have all the faith in the world, and and I think the the greatest tell after I made that statement, you can do one or two things to your players. You can put them in a position where they're like, I, I don't believe in that mission, and and they'll stutter, and they'll they'll yeah. Well, they asked Dylan Hopkins that same question, and his answer was yeah, one hundred percent. I mean that's 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 what we're going to do, and I have that same belief in this football team uh, on both sides of the ball. I, I believe uh, if you want to be a good coach, you get good players. I think we have a bunch of good players, significantly better than we've had over the past couple of years which will enable us to be competitive in our league. I think uh, Fresno and, and Air Force have separated themselves as being the best two teams in this league, but we get the opportunity to play one of them. We don't have to play Air Force. And over the next seven, I mean, we're going to be teams that are very comparative to us. Whoever makes the most plays and plays the best on that night is going to have the best chance to win. And over the next eight weeks, we've got an opportunity in every single one of those games. It bums me out that that you guys don't have to go to Colorado Springs. I love going there. Uh, I've, I've, I actually saw you in the 90s. Uh, I'm not old as Ed, but <laughs> I saw <laughs> I saw UNM play Air Force there. Damn it, Ed. I made that joke again. What uh, – you guys going to punch me? Uh, even though, Thank God we got a good relationship here. He punched me in the face. Um, <laughs> lastly, you look around uh, the conference, Fresno's top 25. Air Force is fun to watch. Uh, with what you've seen around the conference, what what have you taken away from uh, the, the first four or five weeks here? I think uh, I think we've got a great league. I think the Mountain West Conference is a great conference. Uh, Fresno obviously went and beat Purdue on the road, um, went and crushed Arizona State in Tempe. Uh, so, I mean, we can compete against anybody in our league. Texas Tech, Wyoming beat Texas Tech at home. Wyoming had Texas 10-10 in the third quarter. Um so, I mean, we've got some teams that can play with anybody. I think you're going to see more of that as the transfer portal era moves forward. You're going to see a big discrepancy between FBS and FCS because FBS, group of five, we're taking all their best players. They're transferring and coming to either our places or, or power five schools. And then the power five to the group of five, you're going to see that gap close because the power five guys that are second string and not playing, they want to play. And so much like Caleb Medford and, and uh, um, Noah Polgates and the transfers that we're getting that are, that are helping us on the field, those guys didn't play Nebraska and TCU. So you're going to see the depth of the, of the power five take a hit, which is what most of those, those coaches are worried about. You're going to see the group of five get better. So I think our league is going to continue to grow and be better as the transfer portal era continues. Now, so far, the two-year transfer, they, they said, nope, ain't doing it. Nope, ain't doing it. Nope, ain't doing it. You've tried to get people politically involved, and the NCAA has held strong. I said that from the beginning. If they do, then the group of five is going to be a lot more successful than uh, if they don't. And I think it's already playing itself out early on in this uh, portion of the season. UNM heads to Laramie, Wyoming. Take on University of Wyoming this Saturday. 
Kickoff is at two o'clock. He is the face of the program. His name is head coach. His name is Danny Gonzalez. He's the head coach of UNM football. Uh, you wouldn't think I've been doing this for like two years. I can't talk today. I'll say it again. Uh, UNM head football coach, Danny Gonzalez. Coach, we always appreciate your time. Thank you, thank you for joining us here. Well, I appreciate this, uh, the, pit pro- the pit press that you guys are building up. I mean, the podcast is great. Uh, you've got a lot of really cool things. The new website, I mean, social media, you're doing an outstanding job. I appreciate you inviting me on. We love it. Thank you. The Get a chance to see Ehrlicher, the linebacker, who they say has the potential to be the best defensive player they've ever had in New Mexico. Looking down the middle, throwing into coverage, and it's picked off by New Mexico. No, 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 but Christian Washington says yes, yes, yes! Christian Washington! I don't need to take a knee! I want six! Touchdown, New Mexico! Kendrick back through the air where he struggled. That time right on the money! Jordan Porter! How about that for New Mexico? Where has that been all night? Jordan, 81 yards on the ground today, takes the final knee. <laughs> I saw Richard McCorley, our player of the game, take quite the backflip in the air. <laughs> and for New Mexico, their second bowl win since the early 60s. And Bob Davey thrown up on the shoulders of the Lobos after a 23-20 win for New Mexico.